This is an ACB community call presented by American Council of the Blind. This Unmute Presents Community Call was hosted on Tuesday, November 1, 2022. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Unmute Presents. Happy Tuesday. Hopefully everything's good where you are. A couple reminders here at the top. We want to let you guys know that we want to make sure that everyone gets all of their first time through questions answered before we take second questions. So just be cognizant and make sure that if you asked a question, make sure that uh, you give everyone else the equal opportunity to be able to ask their first question as well. And then once we get through everyone's first question, then we'll be able to start taking second questions if we have time. Also, we want to remind you that uh, if you want to get a hold of us, our email is at un- our email is unmutepresents at gmail.com. If you have any questions, comments, something you want to suggest, maybe you want to hear a specific uh, special event in the future, maybe you're having an issue, any of those types of things. Things, feel free to email us. We'll do what we can to get your question answered or see if we can make any kind of suggestions available. Also, Michael wants to talk to you about some subscribing to our podcast. So, Michael, you want to talk about that? Oh, oh, I do. I do. Thanks for volunteering me, Marty. Appreciate it. Yes, no problem. If you guys are interested in it, you can do a search in your favorite podcast app. Mine is Overcast for Unmute Presents. And if you uh, search for that, you'll find Unmute Presents on ACB Community. And that'll allow you to subscribe to the Unmute Presents podcast, which typically I'm... I'm shooting for an hour after the show they get published. Typically what happens is within about four hours after the show they get published uh, or after the the call they get published. So definitely be cognizant of that if you want to go back and listen to something that we talked about. And we will be dropping some additional audio content in the podcast feed. I've got a couple of things I'm going to be sharing uh, as soon as I get off, uh, get up and go find some uh, music so I can uh, put put some of that content in uh, some imaging and some audio stuff. Um, so I'm good. I have a couple of things to talk about, including how you should not reset your computer and phone together at the same time, like Michael did yesterday, or you'll realize how quiet it is when your phone doesn't get 30 spam calls every hour uh, and a few other things. But before we get into those, Monica, do we have any hands? We do. All right, let's get those out of the way. And if you have a question, raise your hand. Rentu has a question. Hi. Um, yes, I, um, I've been having some um, very rapid eye loss, vision loss recently, mm-hmm. and that's why I haven't been in this group. Um, <clears throat> I'm wondering, uh, the question is, is there an, an app? I'm running Android and uh, a PC. Is there any app? Uh, for making a list and then checking off when when things are accomplished? So the quickest and easiest, uh, first of all, let me let me take a step back and say uh, uh, definitely keep coming back when you can, and we appreciate it when you're able to join us, Ron, too. It's uh, always a pleasure to have you here. The quickest and easiest tool 
that is going to be cross-platform is going to be Microsoft To-Do, and that's just T-O-D-O, and you can find that for your computer and for your phone, and that will work on Android. There are some other tools that I use myself. I don't use Microsoft To-Do, but I think that's going to be the easiest and uh, most convenient to keep your checklist in task. And that would be uh, going to the Play Store? Yes, you can go to the Play Store or the Microsoft, well, and or the Microsoft Store uh, to be able to find the Microsoft To-Do. And that uh, particular app does not cost you anything. So on all the platforms, you can use it at no cost to you. So uh, that's a good option to start out with, I would suggest. Next, we have oh, Veteran ahead. Doc. Veteran Doc, you can unmute. And if you're unable to unmute Veteran Doc, you may need to get the Got It button. It's gotten a couple of people lately. Okay, we'll go to Terry Pacheco. Hi, Terry. Hey, Terry. How's it going? There. Um, this is my first opportunity to get on this call, but I've been long waiting to. <laughs> well, welcome, um, welcome. We're happy to have you. Let me ask you a question. Um, QR codes. Is there any kind of app or anything that we can do to make QR codes at all accessible? So... Oh, do you want to take this, Marty, or I can give my thoughts on it? You can. My question was just going to be, was this uh, for you personally? Was my first question. My second question is, if so, what kind of device are you working with? Actually, it's a combination of uh, me for advice for the agency that I work for and for me personally. Okay. So let me let me give you my thoughts about QR codes and how they can be used because it is fully accessible to use them. On Android, uh, you can add the QR code scanner to your notifications with, uh, center, and that would defer on which device you're using. So you'd want to just do a quick search for adding QR code to insert Android device name here. Um, in iOS, you can actually uh, add the QR code scanner to your control center and then just tap on the scanner and point your phone at the QR code. The problem with QR codes and the accessibility challenge is being able to actually locate the code. So I was recently at WCB convention and one of the restaurants had a QR code on the table. The problem was I didn't know that it was there because there was no tactile representation of the fact that that QR code was there. So if you're looking to implement this in a in a location where accessibility is of utmost importance, I do recommend using some sort of tactile identifier to show the users where the QR code is, and then they can just scan it with their phone uh, using whatever method they prefer to. So one could actually, if it were on a website, one could point at it yep. or uh, put like a an alt tag on it yeah, so, so that they would know where it is. 
Yeah, so I would recommend putting an alt tag on it that says something like QR code, point your phone at your computer screen. Uh, the the most efficient way that I've been able to successfully scan QR codes, because I use QR codes all the time to sign into Discord or WhatsApp, and that is to put my phone on the screen, and I'm completely blind, so I put my phone on the screen uh, where the camera is in the middle of the screen, and then I slowly pull my phone back towards me, so that way it, the image of the screen becomes more in focus and then when the camera picks up the qr code it'll automatically take action thank you very much no problem hope that yeah helps. no problem am i unmuted now you are unmuted yeah this is veteran doc hi veteran doc. Well, welcome i have an apple watch 7 and after charging when i put in my code um the time and everything shows up on my watch face. I have uh, several complications, you know, like time, date, weather, mm -hmm. etc. Works fine. A few minutes later, when I go to check the time, it says notification heading. And I can't figure out how to get out of that. I can't uh, get back to a watch face. And... And it just, uh, you know, I've tried double tapping. I've tried pushing the crowd. The, I've done a lot of the, different things. The easiest thing to do, I would suggest, if you just want to get out of something, is on whichever side you have your watch set up, you're going to feel where there's two buttons. The yeah. round button on the side, if you click that one time, it'll take you out of whatever you're in and take you back to whatever you have on your main screen. That's, That's the fastest way to get out of something. Yeah, but that does, it's not happening. What I get then is I get Siri. Well, that's if you hold it down. No, if you I hold it down, you'll push. invoke Siri. But if you click it one time, and it'll go back to the whatever main screen you have set up. Right, but okay. he's saying it does not. So what I would do in this case, Veteran Doc, and, and it is not ideal, um, but I, I literally just went through not something exactly the same, but I was having some very inconsistencies with my watch. So one of the things that I did is I went into the watch app on my iPhone. There's an app called Watch, and I went yep. down to General, and I went to Reset, and then you just have to repair your watch with your phone. It's not ideal, but, but that's how I saw Solve that issue and and now everything's working like it should okay now does reset cause any complications other than just resetting it does funny you use the word complications uh it does yes. use uh it does reset the watch to factory default so you would need to reset up any sort of custom watch faces you have one other thing prior to trying that is try using two fingers and flicking to the left or right and see if your watch face changes to what you expect it to okay Artie, thank you very much no problem yep, thank you take care and stay well Yep, you too. Next. Next, we have Beth. Hey, Beth, how you doing? Doing good. I was going to ask you um, about, about Facebook. I have like, you know how how you write a message and they say like stickers. Um, sometimes like some stickers is that. You know, I click on a sticker like just say love, girl holding heart, and it doesn't work. 
like like um are there some stickers that are enabled or some or disabled or something and and also um like some people can um get stickers of like people praying like hands pressed together mm-hmm. and there's certain stickers they can get that I can't find so how can well, I do that I mean I do search stickers and so I there's just a, in. yeah so there's there's a couple things here uh sometimes when you see like hands pressed together or smiley faces all those types of things those are called mm-hmm. emojis and those are actually you know on the keyboard at the bottom there's a little button that says emoji and you can go through all of those and find the different little ones and you could put them in there that's just part of the system but stickers is a different thing and the thing about stickers is sometimes if you purchase an app they'll give you a little extra freebie which is like that particular developers set of stickers that they allowed to use with you know messages things like that uh you can also go into the app store you can purchase stickers um so yeah people can send you stickers but they may not be uh ones that you'll have they may be ones that they've gotten someplace uh if there's Mm -hmm. one that you like or one that someone's doing that you that you see maybe ask them hey where did you get that I, i like that i'd like to get that for myself and they may say something like oh it's this i bought it in this pack off the app store or they may say oh i purchased this app and i got them for free when i got this app so you just kind of got to ask and find out you know where they got them from and then this yeah the um probably that's more of an emoji girl holding heart like with love and it'll like if if they're using a sticker beth uh voiceover tells you sticker after it um uh, after it reads the description and i honestly don't know how facebook actually uh lets people see because i don't use facebook so i don't know the the details (laughs) of how they do that one other thing that is available is you can always check in with the facebook accessibility team to see if they have any suggestions or what often happens in these calls is someone's going to have a solution so hang out here yeah. towards the end and, and maybe someone will have an, a solution for you okay so so i can go to face i could do a search facebook accessibility like yep. to save okay yeah yeah cool take a look at that same thanks for asking beth monica one other thing yeah. i wanted to say to beth real quick also is that are you using actually facebook messages or messenger whatever they're calling it these days for chatting which would be separate from the actual messages app that's built into your device because that could be um, a, a totally different function that it may offer compared to what comes on the phone. So that might be a thing also. Yeah, I use Messenger, but then I comment like on different, like, because I'm in, in different Facebook groups as well. Right. So you're kind yeah. of like going into other territory with using something besides like Apple Messages, basically. Right. I, I don't use Apple. Like, I have a text message i have a message in for texting but i use messenger and like some people don't use messenger so i like gotcha yeah all right well so just so you know pay attention to they may have a little bit of different functionality that they offer from one to the next so just be cognizant of that oh okay all right thanks yeah no problem and what do we got next I'm going to take a quick side note and then I'll grab that name from you, Monica. Marty, either back off your mic or go on mute and do an auto gain because you are clipping. Uh, Monica, who is next? 
Teresa's next. Hello, Teresa. Hey, Teresa. Hey. Um, so I struggle with um, tube. So is there a, a, an app you would recommend for using YouTube effectively and easily? <laughs> so let me, let me ask you, because YouTube can be a very convoluted system. Are you struggling with consuming content or publishing content? Consuming. Consuming. Okay. And what are you trying to use it on? Your iPhone? Usually I try to do it on my computer and, you know, things are just all these numbers and letters. It's like, how the heck do I know? I can't figure out, you know, what thing is what? Because they're not labels. They're all these letters and numbers. Gotcha. And so Somebody told me if I do it on the iPhone, it would be easier. Yes, it will be easier on the iPhone. Two things. Number right. one, uh uh, Brian Harchin did create some leasy add-ons for YouTube, so that could be a solution to be able okay. to quickly navigate it if you have access to that. As a I JAWS do. user, what I do is I just go to, and I use Chrome or Firefox, either one, and, and I'll give you my quick workflow, and you let me know okay. if that helps or if you have other questions. So I'll go okay. in Chrome or Firefox, and I do E for edit to be able to go to the search, and I'll type in my search. The search results will come up as headings, so there's going to be a couple of headings above the actual results that you have to skip through okay. but then once you do that and you hear what you want to listen to you press enter typically this will start playback of the video and uh, um, I use it you can pay for uh, YouTube to uh, uh, eliminate the ads or there are third-party tools that will help with that uh, reach out if personally if you want more information the okay. the gotcha once you get so if an ad starts playing, then you have to do a find for skip, and then you'll find skip to content or skip ad. And uh, that typically is available within about five to seven seconds of the ad playing. So you press enter on skip ad. And now here's where it kind of can get, get a bit confusing. I turn off my virtual viewer when a video is playing. So I use JAWS key plus Z to turn off the virtual viewer. Up and down arrow keys will adjust the volume of the video. Left and right will go forward, or I mean back and forward respectively. The letter K will play pause, and then one through zero will jump you to a percentage of the specific video by 10%. Okay. So I don't know if any of that helped at all. It is a bit to oh. remember, but yeah. Uh, K yeah, is no, that's very helpful. But but the 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 thing I have, the, and I'm not sure that what you said helps unless I missed something you said, is that the names of things aren't the names of what it is, and I'll see a list of lines that are letters and numbers, and I don't know which. Hmm. Letters and numbers are the title, you know, it's not the title of, so I can't, so if somebody sends me a link and then I have this whole, it doesn't go directly to the video, and then there's this whole page of numbers and letters, I can't figure out which one is the video I'm supposed to be watching. I've never experienced that. So if you could reach out to us, we can we can try to take a look because I wonder if if something's happening like with the link or something. I don't know if you have a demo of something that someone sent you, but shoot us an email because I'll take a look at that and see what I can do. One other okay. thing that can be helpful 
and and I am a Lisi user. I, I really love these JAWS scripts. I, they've definitely helped my productivity. But you can okay. do Lisi key, Control Shift S. So Lisi key, Grav accent, and then Control Shift S. Tap Y for YouTube and hit Enter, and then you can actually search YouTube right there, and it'll bring you okay. right to the search results. Okay. And then one more question: um, an app for the iPhone that you would recommend for YouTube? I just download YouTube. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yep. Try that out. Cool. Thank right. you. No problem. Thanks. Um, one caveat with the YouTube app to be aware of is if someone sends you a link, most of the time it will open in the YouTube app. If it just opens in Safari, towards the top of the screen is going to be a couple of buttons. One will say unmute, and the other one will say opening YouTube app. So you may need to do that on the iPhone, and then when you open it in YouTube app, it'll be the YouTube experience. Okay. Awesome. Thank you, guys. No problem. Yeah, no problem. Teresa. Thanks. Next, we have Marie. Hey, Marie. How's it going? Okay. I had to unmute myself. Um, I have a really quick question, and this has been bothering me forever. I use Windows Media Player a lot, playing music on my computer. Mm -hmm. And I think it's the cause of Media Player that's doing it, but I get all of these album art files. How in the world do I stop those from downloading? Do you know? Are you on Windows 10? Yes. It happened ever since I've used Windows and Media Player, period, yeah. I think. Yeah, it is. And I've looked through the settings and I can't find a way to stop that. And I'm pretty sure it's Windows Media Player that's it is. doing it. It's and I don't have that answer for you. So if you could send us an email, I'll research it and see if I can find it. I have recently switched over to VLC for all of my media consumption. And the main reason mm -hmm. was because it doesn't move my files and it doesn't add stuff I don't want. So uh, that could be a solution for you if you're interested in. in okay. I just, I recently downloaded VLC and I really <coughs> haven't learned how to use it yet. I know it's supposed to be pretty simple. I also have Winamp. Mm -hmm. Which one of those would you maybe recommend? You still like VLC best? Or? Uh, a lot of people are probably going to be mad at me, but I mean, I haven't used Winamp in like 15 years. So I would use VLC. Winamp is still being produced and and still working and everything. I would Yeah, there seems to be a VLC. renewed there seems to be a new, renewed interest in Winamp just lately. Yeah. I don't know. They uh, they come out they with some new version. Yep, that's exactly what it was. Is they just released yeah. a newer version. Okay. I, I would One, definitely suggest making sure that whatever app you decide to go with, doing a little research and making sure it's still being developed and they're working out bugs and they're being on top mm -hmm. of it. Because okay. when you don't do that, you could still maybe get a version of the app. But if they're not doing any updates, any security bug fixes, any of that stuff, then mm -hmm. it could cause more problems in the future than you want to deal with. Okay. Okay. One other really quick question, if I could. Yep. Um, I, I do have uh, iTunes for Windows on my PC, and I really like it, except it's really strange. Mm -hmm. On two different devices now, on both my desktop and my laptop, once, uh, the Dell desktop and the Lenovo laptop, if I have speakers plugged in, I haven't tried unplugging the speaker, but they're just plugged in with the 3.5 millimeter jack. Mm -hmm. And I have a... Uh, a Logitech USB uses a USB dongle mm -hmm. and I can put that in and activate it and JAWS and everything comes right through that. But when I play music on iTunes, the music will not play through those headphones. Yeah. Um, so is iTunes open when you plug in your dongle? 
Uh, I believe it was this morning, yes. Try with iTunes closed or closing and reopening iTunes because iTunes is a very old and legacy software and it does Mm -hmm. not support switching devices on the fly. Oh, okay. Okay. So so I would try plugging it in and then opening iTunes because I run into that with some audio equipment. One of the reasons why I don't use iTunes uh, as well. And if if your music is an Apple Music, one thing people are unaware of, and and this next person who has his hand up, we'll go to him in a moment, may have an answer for you about Windows Media. I I don't know if that's what he's reaching out. He's probably just telling you to switch to the Mac. Uh, But if if you go to music.apple.com, you can actually consume Apple Music in a web browser and then that will 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 respect your default audio settings as well. Okay, okay. It's not all Apple Music. A lot of it is local music, gotcha. but gotcha. so I've got a mixture of yeah. both. I use I use iTunes Match, and so I have a lot of my okay. own music on there. Yeah. But yeah, but yeah, okay. try closing iTunes and then reopening it after you plug in the dongle. Okay, thank you so much. No problem, uh, Monica. Who is next? Hervey. <laughs> All right, so this is a really bad bit, but I actually am going to give some Windows advice. Yay! <laughs> I know. So, I maybe this isn't the greatest solution. You might consider it a bit techy, but if you are up to the challenge, you can do it. What I would actually, and what I do do and have done, is I actually tell it to, in the file settings in the control panel, I tell it to show me hidden files. And the reason why is then I can go into every music folder I have and get rid of all the album artwork and folder JPG files. Mm, Yep. And then Windows Media has nothing to show you. There we go. So that would work too. Uh, appreciate your, your, your suggestion. And I'm glad you didn't just tell her to switch to the Mac. Although I will say your consistency of telling people to switch to the Mac has worked since I'm switching to the Mac. So, <laughs> well, I can tell people that have Macs to switch to the Mac. If you don't have one, that's a little bit more of a challenge. <laughs> that being said, I do highly recommend it. Yes. yes. Um, you know, you're going to have a lot easier time. For instance, if you're going to use iTunes on Windows, I think nobody would argue with me that you might as well use the Mac. It's a lot easier. Um, I think, you know, that issue you're having, Marie, with iTunes is just a sound card issue where, you know, iTunes is set to the um, wrong uh, sound card. And um, I think there's somewhere to fix. I, I don't use iTunes much on Windows these days since yeah. I can just do everything yeah. on the Mac side. And if you go into the sound settings, and, and that's why I told her to quit iTunes and reopen it, even switching in sound settings, every other app except for iTunes will instantly switch over. With iTunes, you still have to quit and relaunch. And I think it's because it's using a lot of old legacy code that wasn't designed for quick sound card switching. Um, wasn't Apple Music coming to Windows in early 2023, or was that only Apple TV? Do you remember? I do not remember. Yeah, they, um, they made an announcement. I'll, I'll do a quick search because that might be a, a newer solution as well. But thank you, Herbie. Appreciate it. Thanks yeah, for re- and I was going to mention to you that Winamp is definitely very usable, and it's a lot easier to use on Windows Media Player. I haven't used VLC on Windows much, so I really won't comment on it. But Winamp, the reason why it's so popular is it is a very user-friendly program from the uh, blind perspective. So. All righty. All right. Thanks a lot, Herbie. Who do we got next? Byron. Hey, Byron. How you doing? I'm 
reasonable. How about you? Doing good. Thanks a lot. <clears throat> I um, ordered and now have my Blind Shell Classic 2 phone. Yay. Yay. I'm real happy about that. Except <clears throat> somehow the internet radio app on it does not work. Does it not you work? Can, or does it you can work? check. Oh, you can. <clears throat> it doesn't matter if you go to um, all stations or popular or if you try to go to country, if you click on North America, where I am, of course, in the United States, it doesn't go to countries in North America or any of that so that you can do any searching. I have Wi-Fi. It's on Wi-Fi. I can go to the Internet through the browser on the phone, but just that Internet radio app doesn't work. Have, have you heard of this and have any fixes? So have you updated the Internet radio app? I know they pushed an update last week, I believe it was, to fix a lot of these issues. Um. No, I wasn't aware there was an update. I mean, yeah. I updated it when I got it, and yeah. I don't know if that in included the one you're talking about or not. It probably would not have. So there's two things to check. A, go into okay. system, go into settings and go up twice to system update. And make sure that okay. you're on the latest version. It'll tell you if you're on 5.1.1.4. I know it's a long number to memorize, but make right. sure that you're on one that ends in four and starts with five. Yeah. Um, okay. And then go into the applications. Go up once to app catalog. And in there, the I believe it's the second ah. option is check for updates or app updates and make sure the internet radio is not showing there. If you're still having problems, shoot us an email to unmutepresents at gmail.com and I'll take a look and see a few other things because I'm not observing okay. that, but I do have the latest um, uh, internet radio app on my blind show. Uh -huh. What is the email? Unmutepresents at gmail.com. All one word. Thank you. Yeah. Thank hopefully, you. Hopefully that helps. All right, who do we got next? Next we have area code 301 ending in 887. You can unmute. Hi there, good afternoon. This is Nate from Maryland or good morning, wherever you are. Good morning, question. thanks for coming. Thank you, well, thanks for hosting the show. Yep. I have a question, when I try using WhatsApp on my iPad 6 Gen, uh, it always asks me to scan the QR code from my phone. Mm -hmm. Is there a way to get around having to do that? I have never signed into WhatsApp from an iPad. Um, I, I wonder, is there an option that asks you that allows you to enter your phone number? Now, one of eleven about phone system update. Ten of eleven. Uh, Monica, can uh, one of you? Is he still with us? Well, there you no, are, Nate. Are. Perfect. Okay. Perfect. Yeah. So is there an option to enter a phone number or is the only option to scan the QR code? I've on the, on the app that I have that I installed on the iPad, it's only QR code. Okay. But there may be WhatsApp apps available on the iPad, or, you know, on the App Store. Let me play with it a little bit on one of the iPads. I don't have one charged, but I will play with it and see if I can get back to you, Nate, and uh, see what I can find out for you, okay? That's great. Thanks so much. Yeah, not a problem. And thanks okay. for yep. bringing Thanks that a lot. Up. All right. 
right. Who do we got next? Chanel is next. Hey, Chanel. How's it going? Hello. So I was speaking of Winamp and different things. Um, on my Windows 11 computer, if I open a file in Windows Explorer and it's, you know, it's supposed to play in Winamp. Well, it does play in Winamp, but my window doesn't automatically switch to Winamp. I have to alt-tab mm -hmm. to switch to Winamp. So I was wondering if anybody has ever encountered that problem. And I've, I thought I'd also tried it to see if, you know, make it open in Windows Media Player and see if it would just switch, you know, immediately open when I um, open the file. And like I said, it does, but you just have to command, or not command, <laughs> alt-tab to it. Ugh. Yeah, Talking about different um, systems. I, and you're on Windows 11? Right. Okay. I am on Windows 11, and I'm going to go find an audio file and uh, see what happens. So when I press enter on a file, it opens Media Player and starts to play the audio directly, and my focus moves over to Media Player. And you're saying that does not happen for you? Yeah, it, it plays the file, but my focus doesn't move. So... Interesting. Are <laughs> you an NVDA yeah. or JAWS user? JAWS. Oh, okay. I will do some poking in my settings. And see I was I trying to do something. some poking around too, like seeing if it had anything to do with the screen resolution or scaling or any. And I have no idea whatsoever, but yeah. Okay. Well, if anyone right. else has an idea, definitely let us know uh, because that, that is strange and I am not observing that. And I'll I'll look at some of the file explorer settings and see if I sure. may have changed something and I'll let you know. Oh, there you go. Yeah, that's true. Alrighty. Thank All you. right, thanks, Chanel. Okay, Marie's back with another question. Hey Marie, welcome back. I was just want I just wanted to clarify that uh, Herbie say was he you saying to hide or show hidden files because I think I've got it set to to show hidden files he was saying to show hidden files and then you can go I, but i don't know how that would would get rid of uh, why would i not then see the album art no what he's saying is is show hidden files and then go in and delete the album art for each of the albums and then you wouldn't see it again is what he was saying Oh, okay. Well, I've got it on show, and I've tried deleting them, and I come back to the folder some later uh -huh. date, and they're back. And and they just keep coming back. Yes, yes. Like you might want to try and look. Maybe, I, maybe I'll just make the switch to VLC, and that'll. But, but I won't switch to Mac. I tried that, and I'm yeah. a diehard Windows <laughs> PC user. <laughs> so sorry. Here, sorry. Here's a thing to maybe try uh, <laughs> is go when you have the application open, go and see if you can find like in the view section or in the show section, maybe there's, there's different options, and one of them oh. may allow you to either show or not show, um, you know, the album art. And you know, there I, might be a way to just click it off and it just won't show you the album art. It'll just show you only the text. So you might want to look at that, but you mm -hmm. got to make sure you got the app actually open so that right. you have those choices to see if you can find that. But mm -hmm. I would look there and see if you can find a way to turn some of those options on or off. And that might be the easiest way just to solve that problem. Okay, strangely <laughs> enough, I didn't think to look in the view menu and I don't know why I didn't, but thank you. Yeah, yeah no problem. I'll try it. <laughs> Uh, Marty? Yes. Uh, I have a question. I, I I had gotten disconnected. It took me about 20 minutes to get back on. And when I got back on, uh, someone was speaking about going to settings and to update system or something like this. 
and then apps and choose all or update your apps or your system. Yep, that was me talking to someone who is a Blind Shell Classic 2 user and walking him through what he needed to try to be able to update his system on his Blind Shell phone. Okay, so that wouldn't be applicable to others? No. Only if you had that phone. Yep. <clears throat> oh, I see. I see. Yep. Thanks for asking, though, Ron. Yep. Yeah. All right. Who do we got next? Terry. Hey, Terry. How you doing? I'm back again. All right. Welcome uh, back again. <laughs> well, thank you. Um, I have a question. I have. I used Windows 11, and I have low vision. And I'm trying to figure out the desktop is totally different than it used to be in Windows 10 or any other Windows. Yep. In that it doesn't show all of the icons. You know, is there a way to reset that so that I can get all the icons on there as, at once the way I used to? Are you trying to get the icons on the desktop or where specifically... On the desktop. And are you talking icons that you're trying to like have shortcuts to applications to click on stuff quickly to open it? Or what is your end goal there? Yeah, that's what I tend to. There are things that I don't need on my on my taskbar, for instance. And, you know, that I use a couple of times a week, maybe. And I would keep them on the desktop and just double click on them there. Um, But they don't they don't really show up. I have to go into search to get to them now. Um, I have a solution. There's one spot, there's one place in the upper left corner of the desktop where there's like a whole bunch of icons on top of each other. And you know, it just shows you like maybe 15 of your icons on the desktop and instead of the 25 that I usually have on there. I didn't yeah, know there if used anyone to be a setting that... There used to be a setting that would show or it would say it would give you some options. And one of them would be, you know, to stack icons. So it would take up you could have more information on the desktop, but that stacks them, which isn't good for someone who's using a screen reader necessarily. So you can change it to like grid view or in order. There used to be some other options in 11. Michael, do you know if there's a way to change how things are looking in terms of where they're placed on the desktop, icons, shortcuts, things like that. So I'm looking, but I believe Ron too was trying to say that he has a suggestion. So go ahead, Ron too. Maybe, maybe I misheard that. Um, Or maybe got bumped off again. I don't have an answer for you, Terry, but I will look into this and see if I can figure it out because I, I, they're all showing up as a JAWS user. Everything seems to be uh, showing up, but I understand visually they're not showing up. Have you by chance reached out to the Disability Answer Desk with Microsoft? No, that's probably exactly where I should be. <laughs> that, that I think would I be your best bet uh, because then they can just be like, oh, just click this button, which is probably what's going to happen. So I would reach out to them. If you need a phone number, I can look that up for you and get it for you too. And Marty, this is Ron too. I think I, I, think I uh, have. Hey, Ron too. Did you say you had a solution to this yeah. particular problem? Yeah, I was muted and didn't know it. Uh, if you go to take your cursor and you put it on the desktop where there are no icons, and right click one of the options towards the top of of the menu that comes up when you right click is uh size of the icons 
And when if you make them smaller, uh-huh. you'll have the whole the whole system, uh, every icon on your screen. You can also make it where it lines up. The lines up to, on a you know on on a uh, linear. Yeah. Pattern. So are you using a mouse or not using a mouse? Yeah, I'm using a mouse. Not you. I was talking to. Oh, I'm using I'm using the mouse. Usually. Okay. Thanks, Rachu. That was a, a good suggestion. Thanks. I'll try yeah. it again. I, give that I a try, try and see that. if that helps. I'll give it another try. Yeah, that sounds Thank good. You. Let us know if that works for you. Okay, thanks. Yep. All right. Who do we got next? Veteran Doc. Hey, Veteran Doc. Okay. Am I unmuted? You yes, are. you are. We can hear you. Okay. I was wondering, I I use uh, Windows 11, Office 19, Dodge 23. Um, and specifically, I'm wondering how I can delete folders in Outlook in the archive. Um, so if you, are you a keyboard user or are you a mouse user? Dodge. Yeah, keyboard. Okay, perfect. So you should be able to... Uh, have you tried to press Shift F10 on a folder, and does that pop open a menu to delete it? No, I haven't tried that. So I that would be the first thing I would try, is Shift F10, which is the equivalency of right-clicking or pressing application on the folder. Yeah. The other solution is if you're using Gmail with your um, with your Outlook... No. Okay, no. so... So who do you use for your email? Um, I I have two accounts. One is with Outlook and mm-hmm. the other is sbcglobal.net. Okay. So another solution that could be is if you go into the web interface for either Outlook or SBC Global, you may be able to delete folders there. But the first thing I would try is to right-click the folder with Shift F10 uh, or Applications key and see if there's an option to remove or delete folder. Okay, thank you. No problem. All right. And who do we got next? We have Beth. Hey, Beth. Okay, yeah. I was wondering, um, on an iPhone, like, you know how they have that app that says files? And and also, um, vertical scroll bar. What does that mean, vertical scroll bar? So... On a vertical scroll bar, what that means is the information that you're looking at on your screen in front of you is not all the information that's there. You would have to scroll down the page to see the rest of the information. So for example, let's say you're looking at something and there is a scroll bar in order to see what's below, which is not viewable to you in your screen, you would do a three finger swipe up and that would move the screen so that what you can't see, which is below, would bring that up onto the screen and allow you to be able to see uh, the information that you're not seeing. So, so three finger swipe up is scrolling. Is that? Yeah. If you do a three finger swipe up or a three finger swipe down, that allows you to either scroll up or down on a page to show you, you know, information. If it's, you know, if the screen's not big enough, you got to be able to scroll up or down to be able to access that information. So that's how you do it. You three finger scroll up or three finger scroll down, and that'll scroll the page up or down. Okay. Cause it says like 90% in the, and then, but then, 
Right, ninety percent means that there's not that much. So if you do a three finger scroll up, you'll probably see like two items that couldn't get up onto the other page. So it won't be a lot. It'll just be a little bit. Oh, okay. Okay, sounds good. Yep. Okay, thanks. Yep. All right, who do we got next? We have Jane. Hey, Jane. Hi. Um, I just want to say I do like that vertical sc- scroll bar. It's on the, depending on your device, but generally on the right side. And if you um, go ahead and find that scroll bar and uh, scroll your finger up and down on that scroll bar, it does scroll your page a lot uh, uh, faster. Yep. And then. Uh, on Zoom, I found what everybody was talking about. The reactions menu has the raise. Uh, <laughs> raise hand. Huh. Yeah, but now is it all the same for the different clients? So on mobile and on Windows, and now here we are on the Mac or so you can still use the keystrokes to raise your hand on windows and on Mac and specifically on iPad OS. Uh, I don't know about the phone. If you can still use the same keystroke, uh, looks like it has not moved. Maybe it did move to reactions. I don't know. I just use the keystroke. So I don't tab to the raise hand button myself. All right. And there is no one with a question at the moment. All right. Well, in this uh, last few minutes, we do have a few minutes left. I do want to bring up a quick topic. We had a question submitted to us, and the question was, um, the person lives in a house where they have their router slash uh, modem all of that stuff on one side of the house and the room that they work in, office, whatever it is, completely on the other side of the house. And so there's quite a bit of distance there. And what they wanted to do was they wanted to figure out what their options were to be able to extend the signal, to make the signal stronger across the house from where the modem and the router is all the way to where their room is where they're working. So there are uh, a bunch of different options. I will say the first option is uh, a technology called mesh routing. And um, that means that you have a main base station that's in the primary room. And then from there, you can have smaller repeaters that you put sort of halfway. And then again, another halfway, and that extends the signal from where the original base station starts and it makes it go farther and stronger over distance. But there are some cool things that are out now that uh, allows you to use your same equipment that you already have for multiple um, use cases. So Michael, do you wanna talk about some of those use cases and some of the equipment that you may be able to find using for more than one type of situation? Yep, and I see Scott's hand, so we'll get to you in a quick moment, Scott, appreciate it. Um, So I used to use Google Wi-Fi and we recently switched over to Eero. Well, not recently, I've had them for about a year and a half now. And at the Amazon event that happened last month, Amazon announced a new generation of the Echo Dot. Now, 
That's all good. But they also announced that the Echo Dots, new generation and fourth generation, so if it's spherical, then you'll be able to use this. Uh, and the update apparently has pushed out to the fourth generations. And these work as Eero Wi-Fi extenders. So you just need one Eero uh, device plugged into your modem or, uh, well, your modem. And then you can use your Echo devices to extend the reach of your Wi-Fi by simply doing the firmware update. You can ask a lady, do you have a firmware update? And if it does, then it will do the update, tell you how long it'll take, and then you should be good to go. And uh, you should be able to see your Echo devices in the Eero app and add them to your network. Scott, uh, looks like your hand is up. Go ahead. Okay, I had a diff I had a topic suggestion. Uh, I don't know if you've covered. You know, I don't think y'all covered the. Um, I understand the the smart on um, the Smart Vision series of phones. There was the Smart Vision two or Smart Vision three that was recently released. Um. And I think the main difference between it and the blind shell is that it's more open to that you get access to the Google Play Store. And uh, so you're not limited to just the apps that you're that you're given in the in an app catalog that's specific to to Smart Vision 3 like it is on for, for blind shell. So it, so in other words, you, it's a more open platform with Android. Mm -hmm. I think that's the main difference, but it, they, I understand they just recently came out with Smart Vision 3, so if you, that will be, if you can find a guest for that. Yeah, we can take a look at that and yeah. see if we can bring some information and uh, some conversation about that, and we'll keep you guys posted, see what we can do. All right, thanks. Yeah, thanks, thanks Scott. So, we'll go to Elizabeth. Hey, hey Elizabeth, um, how you doing? Hey, I'm good. When they rebroadcast these calls, I say this. I see this is on ACB Media. How do we know when they're going to rebroadcast this call? We don't. It just kind of comes up in circulation. If you specifically want to listen to it, though, you can search for a mute presenting your podcast app, and you can listen to it whenever you want. And that usually gets published. We try to get it out the same day uh, as we do. So. Today's show hopefully will get published and get out there sometime this, this afternoon. afternoon. Yep. So I can just subscribe to Unmute Presents yep. podcast. Yep. And that will that will send it across. Yes, ma'am. And it'll yes. give you the back stuff. All right. That's a lot easier. And then I, any I do. exclusive content that we'll be publishing just to the podcast yeah, feed will come to you yeah. as well. I appreciate it. And on the uh topic of the extenders, if you don't have the Amazon or Google um, Echo or whatever the equivalent in Google well, so, is. So, for example, there's Euro routers, and that's not specific to any one uh, Google or anything like that. Uh, you can just use it as a regular router with whatever service provider that provides your internet. It's How not going to be. How do you spell Euro? Uh, do you know, Michael? E I'm not even sure. They, yeah, they spell it weird. Double E R O. E -R -O. No, double E R O. E E R O. Double -E Oh, E E R O. I have got a, a Wi Fi extender. I don't know the name of it. I believe they kind of all work the same mostly. And I've got a, a router 
Mm-hmm. And I may need to upgrade my router at some point. So I would really like some tips on what to upgrade to um, at some stage. You might want to do a show on routers and the advantages of various types of routers. Um, yeah, duly noted. This, Maybe that's something we can drop or, into the feed. I'm using, yeah, I'm, yeah that might be really good because I've got an older adequate router but there's nothing exciting about it and my real concern is i want to get a router that has a accessible interface which is sort of a reasonable thing for a blind person to want and you can't always be sure that the routers have accessible interfaces at least uh, that seems to be my experience. Can you talk about that a minute? Yeah, so you are not incorrect. Uh, you can't really tell if the if the interface is going to be accessible or not. I can say I have personal experience with Eero and uh, Nest Wi-Fi. Both of them do require an app on your iPhone, and those apps are accessible to mm-hmm. interface with the devices themselves. Um, and, and I'm not sure in the chat about what you're asking for for a voiceover tutorial. Um, if you're asking about a voiceover tutorial, Annie for using Eero or uh, Nest. I do believe there is a Eero tutorial on AppleVis. Do we have to use if it's Nest? Does that mean we're hooked into the Google Nest um, thing or? Um, In that situation, they're just making a product and they're branding it, but you can use their router with whatever your service provider is that provides your internet and just call it a day. Okay, good. And maybe this lady needs help, so I'll 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 mute myself. Perfect. All right, thank you very much, Jessica. Have a great day. I think this is Ron too. I think there's a simpler way uh, for getting uh, connected from long distances in the house because I had the same problem. And what we did was we hardwired from the router and, mel- and modem right to the computer, and it's at one of one, the router is in the back room and the computer is downstairs in the far room from the router mm-hmm. and it, it's faster it's cleaner and uh uh and it's the only the only uh, consideration is you'd need to run a wire yep yep that is a solution yeah which means that. you've got to drill holes in your floors and so that is consideration in some cases but i do hear you hardwiring certainly is an improvement and i've got the ability i think to put this wi-fi extender in another room and wire it in hard hardwire i'll know more about it once i've tried to install it but i'm sure i have to upgrade my router it's an old router and i'm thinking i will get better security so i really need router guidance that would be really wonderful thank you stay stay tuned and we are running low on time so questions from anyone that has not had an opportunity to ask a question yet Looks like the only two are for Marie and Beth, uh, which both have asked a question. Anne did ask a question in the chat related to voiceover tutorials. Um, Marty, we'll we'll take that as our last question for today and then close up. Do you know of any good voiceover tutorials? I point people to MacfortheBlind.com, but if you know anyone, shoot. I would say uh, check out Apple Viz. They've got tons of stuff on their website all across the board for both Mac and iOS, which would be iPhone, iPad. And I believe also we have, 
friend of the show, Michael, uh, and he's got a app that actually has a voiceover tutorial in it. Do you remember what it was called? Yeah, VO Starter, but I don't know if it's still being developed. Okay, then. I'm having signal problems, but I did actually have a question for you, Michael, about the extender. Okay, we've got about two minutes. Go um, ahead, Derby. You know, because there's a lot of, basically, you know, okay, you mentioned using an Alexa device as an extender. My question is, if you were to do that, does your data get routed through any type of Amazon server if you're Alexa as an extender? My understanding is that it does not, um, that it is all just ran through the Eero system, which, again, Eero is owned by Amazon. Um, for people who are concerned about that, you can always use a VPN or alternative way of encrypting your traffic. Um, yeah, yeah, that works too to just string up the wire, yep. except for when you come to devices like mobile phones that don't have Ethernet ports. So that's one of the reasons why no. I mentioned the extenders. And Amazon sells some really thin Ethernet cords, by the way, that are not those yep. thick ones. So, yep. And they anyway, also sell all right, some that was my question. Through windows, and you can close windows and stuff too. So. Yep. Uh, but thanks a lot, uh, everyone, for joining us. We're going to go ahead and wrap it up today. I'll let Marty close it out. But just remember, you can search for Unmute Presents in your favorite podcast app uh, to get today's call and other calls that have been published. I think we have all the way back through August uh, that are available on there. And Marty, go ahead and close us out. Yep. And thanks, everyone, for coming. We appreciate it. We're here every Tuesday, 1 East, 10 West. I'd like to also take a moment and thank our super awesome host for being here today and helping us out. I want to remind everyone, if you have questions, comments, ideas, something you'd like to hear about, feel free to email us at unmutepresents at gmail.com. And that's going to do it for us today. Everybody have a great week and we'll see you next time. Thanks a lot.